Access Access All Areas, the special episode today that uh, pays tribute to a long-lost, forgotten icon of the music industry, somebody who is very centred around this podcast. Uh, it's 25 years today, B, since we lost Michael. So we thought we'd just do a little special sort of drop today, of which we're going to be doing 25 minutes for 25 years since we lost Michael. Um, how are you? How are you coping? I know you're a bit of a sensitive soul. Are you going okay? I'm doing okay. It's it's actually quite nice to actually speak to you and speak to my friends, my NXS friends, because this is the time that we do need to connect together even more so. Thank you for coming on and doing a, a little tribute show for Michael today. Well, it literally is a little Snapchat, isn't it, if I can mm-hmm. use uh, modern lingo for what is an old saying. Um, we thought uh, today that uh, this uh, episode is going to be called Make Time Stop because, yeah. uh, you know, I guess that's a lyric and a refrain in a song that we uh, hold dear to our hearts. But people, you know, hopefully look at today. I don't know, you know, everybody has a, a different feeling about today depending on how they've gone about, you know, recognising and, and accepting that Michael's gone. And I think I said before the podcast, B, that, for myself, I feel quite fortunate that if I could sort of, you know, impose my own feelings, and that is that, you know, I have come to accept that, you know, he's gone and and that he's left a wonderful legacy behind and that for 37 years on the planet, he made probably the equivalent contribution of, uh, of hundreds of years of joy for many, many, many people. And um, I, I still, you know, like a lot of people have those what ifs could have moments and things. Mm. And I know a lot of people are probably hurting today because yes. uh, they miss him. And me too, but I, I'd like to sort of use today personally as a commemoration day, but recognise some people are still commiserating and feeling really, really down and 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 whatever. So we hope this little sort of uh, little nugget today makes you at least feel part of something uh, and that your grief or, you know, your pain can be um, shared amongst an audience uh, of like-minded people. Yes. It's going to be hard, but we're going to do this, don't we, Hayden? Okay. Yeah. So, so, mate, you... You've had quite a journey with In Excess from a very young age, from the age of 10. So you looked up to Michael as like a brother in a way, would you? Because um, or, or an icon to aspire to? I think the band and he being part of the band, you know, mm-hmm. they were just sort of, you know, I, I grew up with a dad who took me to the footy at a young age and mm-hmm. um, you were always there to barrack. You know, I, I barracked for a footy team in Australia called Collingwood and for our English listeners, they're the man united of Australia. Every either love them or hate them, mm-hmm. you're never in between. And I've always been a bit of a barracker, a bit of a supporter. And, you know, I guess, as I said, Collingwood, my footy team, you know, Greg Norman was my hero as a golfer, in excess of my heroes as a, as a band. Pat Cash was a hero of a tennis player as uh, Pat's brother walks past my office at this point in time. Oh, really? <laughs> Pat's brother works with me here at my office. Oh, wow. Daniel, yes. Um, so coincidentally he walked past. But, uh, yeah, I was a bit of a barracker. And in excess were my sort of my band and I barracked for them. And Michael was part of that. And mm-hmm. being the front man and, and being really unique the way he sort of came across, when I first heard their you know, the early tracks and then when Original Sin came out, I mean, I was just really hooked on the hooks, mm. <laughs> so to speak. But um, I know for you, uh, as I said, you know, In Excess was sort of a mid-80s experience for you and you were very fortunate to get to see them mm. quite early in your fandom. I think you were almost yeah. a rel- reluctant attendee at, the, at that gig, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like I've said it before. I mean, I think I was about 17, 18 and, and seeing a guy express himself like that on stage and the way he was um, dancing and singing and just 
enjoying being in the moment with his music. Yeah. I think it, it was just so magical. And yeah. the fact that he was so bloody good looking. And then when you heard him interviewed, he was always so gentle and yes. thoughtful. Yeah. You know, like it's just just ticked every every box for me and I'm sure for a lot of women and also for a lot of men as well. I think he, I think he ticked a lot of boxes in his time. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Michael. Uh, but uh, we, we we thought we would maybe get in early, B. Now, this is a song mm. that relates to you because he played this song live when you first uh, went to mm-hmm. see them and this was mm-hmm. our, uh, the first single in the UK uh, and America and given the word time being sort of uh, appropriate in this sort of uh, podcast today, we're going to go into a little bit of this time for Michael. So over to you, B. Say it's true Girl, you know I need you more than anyone's talking I've seen you before Turn and walk away You say you won't come back It's just a game in a way We are hoping Yes, and we're praying All right, we've got a little snippet there of this time. Uh, I think that film clip was actually filmed in the UK uh, by uh, Godlene Cream, the two guys behind 10CC when they were doing the big video days back then and very, mm-hmm. very theatrical type clip with all the lighting and everything there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yes, Michael, they're dancing around, I think, in the leather pants, B. Would have got you going. <laughs> a little. A little, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, as I said, it is probably a day where, um, I guess, across the world in various incarnations, uh, we want to give a a shout out to those who are acknowledging his passing. I know a friend of the podcast and a patron, Scotty B, is in LA uh, dropping flowers off at Michael's uh, memorial there in LA. Mm, uh, mm. I have a feeling that in Sydney today, Michael's uh, uh, memorial. memorial site mm. will be visited quite frequently. Yeah. Uh, and I know radio stations, particularly on the weekend, just gone and today, all across Australia, are paying homage to Michael, yes. which is which is great because. Um, you know, uh, great, great contributors to this world shouldn't be forgotten. Yeah, yeah, I've seen already. I think there was a magazine called Who magazine. They did an article. I did see that, which was very um, beautiful and well put together. And I know there's a lot of um, fan pages on Facebook and Instagram that will be, um, it will just be overwhelming, beautiful photos of Michael and edits. So guys, thank you. Go watch them. But I'll be lighting a candle later as well. Mm. And we're we're already seeing, I think on our platforms, various people sort of connecting and and talking. And and sometimes that's what, you know, we often, you know, it's one of the uh, uh, coping mechanisms of grief and that is sharing things together and you know, I, I look I, again. Fortunately enough, I was able to go to Michael's funeral back in mm. the day, and 
somehow, bizarrely, and I think I've explained this before, I was able, to, you know, six six rows deep in the uh, outside crowd to gesture a boarding pass in the air and I had a security guy sort of amazingly let me and a girl who grabbed my arm into the church. And I must say that, you know, I didn't quite appreciate what funerals can do and then wakes and memorials and things can do. But when you do go somewhere and pay homage to someone's life, that was a healing thing for me at the time. Mm. Um, Being outside was like the antithesis of healing because there was all this media circus outside, but being able to get into the church uh, and being involved in that sort of small community of people inside Mm. was was so valuable on the day. I I, I remember later on I didn't quite realise it, but... um, uh, I guess, as I said, uh, if anybody out there um, is feeling a little bit anxious today, you know, get on our platforms, chat to like-minded people, share your positive stories, have a tear, have a wine, have a candle, whatever it is that you need to share and mix and mingle with. Um, we encourage everyone to do so today, B. Um, you weren't alone in that church, obviously, um, no. but um, there was Darren George was also yes. summoned into the actual church and so yep. was Glenn Davis as well. And yep. it's um it's just lovely that you've all connected again. Yeah, well, mm. yeah, I did, didn't really know those guys, and no. it's funny, a bit like concerts and gigs, and unfortunately that was a funeral. But sometimes there's certain things that bind people together that they had a shared experience in. Um, mm. I think, um, as I said, it was it was a little bit of a circus outside, and then it became a bit of a circus inside, which uh, we've explained in the past. But um, eventually, I think it, it it was sort of a a day of some sort of commencement to healing and as I said everyone goes through it in different ways but um, I think uh, keeping in line with the theme of Time B, I know a song that Michael particularly loved playing and a song that was filmed at Barker Hanger and became the third single of Full Moon Dirty Hearts uh, we might just jump into a little bit of Michael D's rock and roll ACDC best with the song Time B so over to you oh. Lifting song, isn't it? But I'm actually feeling pretty down. Um, if you went to the funeral and felt pretty far away from it all, being in England and just seeing all the press and all the shit that was going on with it, yes. and um, you know, everybody knows I'm a Paula fan, and you know, I felt her pain too. Hmm. But I, at, at first, I was shocked that it was filmed, and I'm still shocked that it's still on on the on the um, YouTube but in a way I did watch it 
Mm. And um, like you said, it is it is quite healing in a way because it makes it real that yeah. he's gone. Yeah. Um, because it just looked like everything else that was going on, you know, with um, every, all the shit that was being put on him and Paula before that. Yeah. And then this happened and it was just so dramatic and it's such a drama. Yeah. But that was the realisation for me that, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I think when, you know, can I speak, you know, from there's two experiences I have, one of going and then secondly is then seeing it on the TV later on. And I remember turning up there and there was a guy called Gary Wilkinson and another lady called Anne Forward who were, one was essentially a sports journalist and the other one was a sort of a newsreader and they both sort of had their sort of uh, Australian open blazer type sort of the suits on and it was like an open broadcast. I felt like it was a sports event and it felt like a circus and there was yeah. thousands of people sort of paraded outside around a sort of a petitioned area and then there was 10 or 15 like Clint Eastwood in the line of fire type security guys with their little radios and it was a bit of a circus out there and I just remember certain facial reactions of people in the audience like and you know there were backpackers who were like oh what's going on they were all mm. rubberneckers. It mm. felt like a very insincere environment outside so I needed to get away from that so yes lucky to get in um i did see the replay later um i know nick cave who sung at it um didn't want to be filmed so he said look out of respect for the family i'll play the song but i don't want to have it filmed and um look it is what it is i guess when you are that iconic and, and look the queen went through that recently and I, I i said this you know slightly off the record and please monica said that don't take heart, uh, don't take issue with it but i felt like the poor old queen it felt like i was watching weekend of bernie's three um they were dragging her around through mm. all of England and Scotland, through all the, the the serenading and parading of the coffin and everything there. Um, you know, I guess there's protocol and royal protocols that go involved with it. But, you know, in Australia particularly and when Diana died and various countries have had certain sort of famous people pass, we do ultimately end up with a, a little bit of a, a media extravaganza who are trying to monetize it or, you know, take away. Well, they're probably trying to show it to a, a, an audience they think is there. But it can take away the, you know, the solemnness of the occasion, can't it? Well, I mean, the Queen actually planned her own funeral. So Did she? she? Okay. Yes. okay. <laughs> and Michael yeah. didn't. No, that's true. Michael that's was true. very too much young, too too young, and you know, like you've said before, he shone very brightly. Yeah. And um, you just have to think he's up in the sky now and yeah. he is an angel. He's overlooking us and yes. he's in many hearts. He's in many places, as we know, because his he's, he's, um, ashes were scattered everywhere, weren't they? <laughs> Bless and I do, him, a man, I of do the, love, man of the world. <laughs> and I do love one of the interview questions that went mm. to, I think, the band on 60 Minutes about seven or eight years ago. They were saying that Michael's up there, still thirty-seven years of age, looking, looking, looking yes. uh, uh, glamorous. <laughs> and I think Tim puts his fist or Kirk in the air. I oh, bugger you, you know. Yeah, I you think know, it Michael. was more than bugger you, but oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, bastard. Yeah, bastard. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's interesting. Some people are just, you know, and I, I take this sort of as this this mere minor of silver linings, and that is that some people just uh, are not born to grow old and look old. I think Shane Warne, you know, a cricketer we lost this year, and some people, you know, he was always the boy from the suburbs and things. Some people are just born not to grow old, and mm -hmm. maybe that's how a way I rationalise Michael where he's at, and that is that he forever will never be uh, an old grey but speckled guy. He'll always look uh, like the posters on the wall that many people adored over the years, which is a sort of a minor saving grace well stop me here if you want and you can uh we can edit this out but you know it's it's just sad that he probably would have had more children would have been nice to have seen him have a a, a boy 
it would have been nice that, you know, Tiger had her dad. Would have been nice that the fans had more records, more songs, more videos, more of Michael. Well, I'm, I'm, Michael I'm had his time, you know. I'm surprised there hasn't been uh, a few little sort of uh, mini Michaels pop out from the woodwork well, around the world going, I hello. Yeah, there are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never know. There's some that tried to claim, I think, right, but okay. we know different. Yeah. yeah. Well, we thought what we'd do today, we would uh, you know, go out with a song that uh, we want everyone to download. We've been talking about this for about six months, about everybody downloading this particular song. Uh, you don't even have to pay for it these days. I think if you just put it on Spotify or whatever, you can just play it, play it, play it. You know, you know, I think everyone go out and play it 20, 30 times over the next day or two, you know, mass download it, whatever you got to do. But we want to go out with uh, a song in a moment. B, now you're gesturing at me at the moment. You want to ask me something. We don't want to just listen to it. We want everyone to tell their radio stations to play it yes, too. Please. Yes, So yes. tell your local radio station, get on. If there's yes, any please. talk back in your area around the world, tell your radio station, Radio station play this particular song because we think this is one of In Excess's best five songs. We think it's one of the the great vocals that Michael played, and we think the lyric sentiment really sums up a little bit about the theme of this uh, episode today. And that's time. And in, in Michael's case, there wasn't enough time. So we're going to go out with uh, not enough time. Download it, share it, tell your friends, tell every radio station. Let's get this song charting. Uh, it's a goodbye from me, and it's a virtual hug and a goodbye from me. This life would just be so easy
Everything and everyone to you Not enough time 